People want to know that you're just like them and that you're there to help and support them. Potential customers are interested in more than what services you provide. They're going to want to know who you are as a person. You can showcase your your verdicts and your and your wins, but to me, the reality is what really moves the needle is that people know that you're there, that you'll care, you'll listen to them, and you've got their back, you'll go to fight for them. When Mike Budney looks at the digital marketing industry, he sees a lot of templates and not a lot of personality. And so he co-founded Influx to make a change and help clients create outstanding personal websites. They do this by identifying and communicating the essence of the brands that they work with. I sat down with Mike to ask him about why personal branding is so important, how web design can maximize the impact of your copy, and the key mistakes to avoid when creating a website. You're listening to Personal Injury Marketing Mastermind, the show where elite personal injury attorneys and leading edge marketers give you exclusive access to grow strategies for your firm. Being at the forefront of marketing is all about understanding people. So let's get to know our guest. Here's Mike Budney, co-founder and chief influence officer at Influx. In early age, I always felt like I wanted to be a businessman, but I didn't actually know what that meant. Very nerdy kid, pocket protector. I got glasses before I needed them. I begged my mom when I was in the second grade. I thought that was what a businessman <laughs> needed. And it was just something, I don't know where it came from. Between that and like being obsessive about human behavioral psychology, why people do what they do, those two things have always been in my life and just like curiosity about human nature. So fast forward into being on campus at Purdue University, I was just deeply depressed. I, uh, yeah. The moment I got there, because I was like, oh man, I, I never really liked school. Like there's just so many things that didn't feel like they were relevant to me. I just, I think instinctually knew that to learn a craft, you must do a craft. And I'm like, I'm not doing any craft right now. I'm doing nothing actually. I'm just sitting around, you know, biding my time. So I got obsessed. I was playing computer games. I was just obsessed and addicted to unplugging and disconnecting. And I wasn't happy about that either. That's part of where my depression was. A fortunate series of events and a number of things happened. I was reading a couple of books uh, that really shifted my mindset. The Power of Positive Thinking was one of them. Think and Grow Rich, another classic, of course. Um, but these things, these things planted seeds in my mind, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, that started to gestate. And then I started asking those questions when I was on campus. And then at that point, um, I just, I came into contact with a speaker, author, coach living out of Stockton, California. And he took a liking to me. He saw that I was hungry, ambitious, et cetera. And he was like, hey, uh, just, you know, come mentor with me. And Amazing. that to me was like, the word mentorship was like, that was what I was seeking. I was like, I want to find somebody doing or living or building businesses in a way that I can just learn and do whatever it takes to do that. And that opened, that opened up a great door. So what I did was at that point, I took out a loan, a federal loan at school, which is like, they were handing out like candy. Right. And I immediately left school with that loan. And that loan afforded me the opportunity to go cross country and do everything I needed to do to get started. And that was my venture into entrepreneurship and mentorship. And just that was, you know, 18 years old. That's, that's amazing, especially being so young. I, I went to college, I got a degree somehow, you know, it was what mom and dad wanted me to do. But you know, here I am as an entrepreneur as well. And I applaud you because that's tough, Thank you. right? You got a lot of I'm sure your parents were giving you pushback like, oh, is this the right decision? It, and They were, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the part of the blessing I certainly have to lean on is that I, I have very supportive parents and they believed in me 
um, even though I didn't have a, a clear path forward that was etched in, in the cultural sense. So right. yeah, that was a huge blessing for me, for sure. You know, that's one of the main reasons why I'm really blessed. I feel you've helped found a number of businesses, which is, which is pretty amazing. And you know, what, what drew you to the marketing side? You know, what have you learned from those experiences? Thank you. Thank you for that. Let me, let me share a little story on that because that's part, part of my story is about my struggle too, because I've launched a lot of different things, but I've also failed on a lot of them too. And they've, and those failures have been the most, the most important things to me beyond even the successes I've had. So just a little bit of background as my entrepreneurship sure. in this case, it's, you know, it's fall of 2010 and I'm living in Carlsbad, California. I'm married and we've got our first child on the way, Cody, um, launching my first, this is my first real entrepreneurial venture I'm launching. And every month right now is super tough financially. I mean, crazy tough. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to pay for groceries, much less how I'm going to get enough gas in the tank to get those groceries. I'm that kind of tough. And I'm starting really to get behind on things. And, you know, whenever my phone rings, I'm filled with this like deep anxiety and fear that it's a 50-50 chance to build collector calling. And I've simply run out of things to say. So uh, then one night, you know, I hear the horn on my car going off like someone's trying to break in you know i own this nice uh jet black mustang gt so i look through the peephole in my carport and i see a tow truck and i realize my car is being repossessed oh wow you know, this at this moment i just lost it <laughs> i break down i'm crying at the door i'm crying hard my wife lynn has never seen me cry before at this moment and you know it's not about the car uh, it's what the car was a symbol of that it, what it represented in my life, my inability to manifest abundance for my family. I was angry at myself. All I could think of was that I was a failure. So what happened next was that dark night, I came to this harsh but honest realization about myself that if I wanted to never put myself and my family in that situation again, I just had to go all in on my craft. And that's where I, I call myself a marketer, but I wasn't producing the result of a high first-class marketer. <laughs> so there, that's the realization that I had to come to and, and really be honest with myself. And I had to push myself even further. But on that commitment um, came massive action and a number of, of windfalls and successes that, that kind of came from that. But it was really birthed from being in the shit. <laughs> and that moment really was a trigger for me. So from there on, I, I really got serious about marketing and I got, I got myself close to people that were exceptional at marketing that I could grow their businesses with as a partner or as a consultant, because I knew, Hey, I did this already before in my early twenties, I mentored with somebody and I got great skills, but I didn't go all the way with it. And now I'm, I'm at a new junction point and here's how I wanted. So I've gotten what I, what I just found was if I just get close to the people that inspire me, that I feel like are doing the right thing by osmosis and by hard work, I can replicate that, embody that and rise to that level at some degree. And that's where I feel like I've been able to be blessed is being, having amazing relationships. I mean, my wealth is really centered around my relationship capital, um, truly. And in the, and the people that I hold near and dear in my life that have helped me get to, to whatever stage I'm at now. I mean, I just feel like I'm just getting started, honestly, with, with so much. That's <laughs> an amazing story. And it's just absolutely incredible because now, you know, with Influex, you've designed sites for influencers like Frank Kern, 
Lewis Howes, Ryan Dice, Cameron Harold, Dan Loke. You know, uh, my good friend Michael Mogul in the Legal Vertical has a really sharp website you guys did. You know, so was that kind of this, this all this action is like, hey, I'm going to be around, you know, Frank Kern by working with him. I kind of get that osmosis. Is that kind of how this all... What- you got it. You got it. What drew me in was like, Hey, if I can go to the top of uh, what I call is the, the big fish in a small pond, the, the Kings or Queens of their particular niche or category that they sell or offer to. And I figured, Hey, if I can go to the top and service them, I can buy osmosis again. I, I, if I, I want to see what the top looks like in every vertical, every industry that I can, so I can see how I can play what it looks like, what top performance even looks like. I'm, I'm driven by that. And I'm always inspired by how the big fish swim in their, in their pond, so to speak. Yeah. So if you are big fish, I, I don't, I don't use that uh, in a derogatory sense, but as a complimentary sense, you know, so what happened was when I, in all the dealings that I did and all the different partnerships and collaborations over the years, I intercepted Dmitry Kozlov when he had created an agency called vision tech team, vision tech team was servicing on retainer uh, clients in the online marketing direct direct response space where Frank Kern, digital marketer, all these players in the space thrive. And they were they were on retainer doing design and tech and building funnels and doing all that work. And I was one of their clients. Uh, I was consulting a, one of their clients and I became a client of theirs as a result. And then through that collaboration, I came on board with them and I started doing all the high level strategy with those individuals. Cause to me, that was, that was, that was my end. That was my excitement was, Hey, I want to get in and rub shoulders and get, I'll get close to the top. <laughs> what happened is as a byproduct of our work, we were building, we were building brands without knowing it um, because it was what our clients needed on retainer. We were utilizing the retainer to the fullest. And as a byproduct that was happening and we, and I, you know, I took a step back and said, Hey, we've got a separate business here that we're building uh on accident almost. And this is, this to me could be more exciting than what we're doing from a design and tech retainer side, uh, really helping express individuals at the highest level to get more results and to properly, you know, there's a disparity now in the space where people are doing exceptional work out there in the real world. But it turns out when somebody outside of them that doesn't really know who they are, finds them online, man, it's a huge gap who they are online and how, how they show up in the real world does not match. And that's a problem. It's a problem for a lot of businesses, it's a problem for a lot of individuals, especially for a lot of firms. Personal injury brands are often built on the name of their founding attorney, which creates some potential for overlap between the personal and the professional. I asked Mike if this hybrid approach has an impact on how you should market yourself and if it's still worth having a personal website separate from your law firm. The most important thing is the, the audience and the visitor and the, and the prospect, the future client, right? And what will appeal to them? What do they want? And what is important to them? With a firm, the most important thing is to say that, look, people don't, people don't buy into brands, logos, visual identities that don't have a human component to them. People don't like, that's not, we don't, there's nothing to connect to without that. So there's actually an upside to having your name on a firm if you actually properly represent and showcase yourself. But there's a distinction. There's a lot of distinctions to doing that at a high level. It's not enough to just slap your face on the above the fold of your website and then wash your hands of it. You've got to actually explain to people what people really want to know is who are you and why are you devoted your life to this? What are you about? Like what's on, and not about how accomplished you are, 
if it's done right, they'll get that sense. But it's about why you do what you do. Because if we, if you are humanized and your firm is as a byproduct of that, that's what people want. People want to know that you're just like them and that you're there to help and support them. You can showcase your, your verdicts and your, and your wins. But to me, the reality is what really moves the needle is that people know that you're there, that you'll care, you'll listen to them, and you've got their back, you'll go to fight for them. The two currencies that we all deal in with, whether it's, a, whether it's having your own personal brand or, the, or your firm, just your firm's brand standing strong, those two currencies, regardless, and if you sell widgets or if you do personal injury, does not matter. The two currencies are trust and likability. Because at the end of the day, we're all, you're dealing with human beings and we all make decisions, buying decisions, relationship decisions on trust. I, do I like you? Do I trust you? And there's no better way to build that bridge than telling your story at a high level that humanizes you. Uh, and if you do that, that's what, people, that's what wins people over. It, it pulls on their heartstrings and they go, man, this person, I see myself in this person or I relate or man, if they've been through that, I know what they'll be willing to go through for me. And if you can do that, the way we advise on personal over firm is really, if you, if you want to go gangbusters, <laughs> you're already advertising a lot. You're already, you're already putting a lot in on SEO and traffic. And as a byproduct of that, people want to know who you are behind the firm. So they're going to have a look. People Google your name all day long, whether you know it or not. What shows up is if you're leaving it up to chance, who knows? Who knows? There might be reviews about you. There might be this and that. You're not controlling the narrative that actually represents you and expresses you properly is what, is what the truth of it is. So if that's important to you, which in many cases it probably should be, having at least some level of presence there that can properly represent you then point back to your firm is a, is a big win. Those that want to go deeper and want to really advocate for, hey, I'm a thought leader in this space. I've accomplished a lot. I have a lot to give and share and teach. Man, it's even a bigger, more powerful play. That doesn't, but you, it doesn't matter what boat you're in. People are going to have a look. People are going to search your name and they're going to see what's up. I couldn't agree more, right? You have a brand you <laughs> That's have right. it no matter what. So walk us through this process because, you know, someone like myself, it's like, well, what is my brand? Like, who am I? Like, you know, how to, what's this process look like? You know, how do, does Influx work with personal injury attorneys or personal injury law firms to understand their brand, you know, who maybe aren't aware of what it is? That's such a good question. Almost an impossible question to ask about yourself and about your firm. Uh, a good friend of mine, Mark Gutman says, you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. And it's so true. Like we, there's a lot of ways to say this, right? You can't see the forest for the trees. I think of it as like, uh, there's so many possibilities and there's, so, there's such a vision of what we hold for ourselves that it's hard to pick out. What do I pull on? And what's, what's great about what we do and what makes us different in the space. And then I found from a lot of feedback from, from a lot of amazing clients that we have right now that we're serving in the space is that agencies out there doing this work typically are more of order takers. You come to them, you tell them what you want, and they'll hopefully try to fulfill on that. Maybe. <laughs> now, what we do is we're more drivers. We're more, hey, we want to get under the hood. We do deep work. We're not building you a website. Anybody in their grandma can build you a website. We're going to establish your brand as the authoritative go-to option for your market. And we're going to do that a number of ways. One is we want to get under the hood of who you really are uh, and the way we do that is we kind of triangulate it. One is actually feedback you constantly hear from people, your team, your other, your other peers. There's a common thread of what people reflect back to you. Part of that's you, your unique gift that you have. 
And what we want to do is we want to pull that out and figure out what's your unique selling proposition as a firm. Are you boutique? Are you volume? Are you, what's the play? And how do we make that play appealing to your market at a really high level? And, and a lot of that's just through, uh, through deep inquiry and triangulating that and then really bringing that in because we bring it all under one roof, which, uh, which is another thing that makes us different. We're controlling all the messaging for you. We're controlling all the visual identity work for you. And then we're writing your story in a way that you and frankly, nobody can write about themselves because it's hard when you're doing it for yourself. It's damn near impossible when you're doing it for yourself. So, and because we bring all that under one roof, when we can synergize with someone like you who brings the traffic at the highest level to the table, man, game over. Because we don't do that. We don't bring traffic, but we can, it's not about looking gorgeous, which we do, but it's about converting. It's about, right. it's about dancing that line between the two. There are plenty of beautiful websites, but in a competitive market, the copy can make all the difference. One of the biggest differentiators with Influx is they use strategic copywriting, a method that really highlights each firm's unique selling propositions. I asked Mike how he and his team use copy to make their clients go from a choice to the choice. One just universal fact that I think we all know, but we don't think about consciously is that people do not read website copy. <laughs> Uh, so it's super important to realize that like, okay, you're writing great copy, but are people reading it? The answer is not most of it, but what people are doing and the way we all consume websites for the most part is we scan attention deficit disorder to the max. We'd have no, there's just too much going on in all of our lives. And we're summarizing, summing things up very quickly and we're pattern recognition machines through and through. So you couple all those things together and what you get is somebody who's just going to, your site's going to load and they're going to be scanning down your site. And they're picking out a couple of things. One is, is this speaking to me? The second question they're going to ask is, what's in it for me? If they get past that, yeah, it is speaking to me. Now, for you guys as attorneys and, and firms, it's not hard to get, get through, I'm speaking to you, this is what we do. But what really resonates is, like I said, that makes us different is the story work that really humanizes and builds that bridge. Um, and what the messaging that we want to do here is, we speak to people in headlines. If you're going to scan on a website, what you're, you're still, you may not, you're not going to read any of the body copy or, or the paragraph copy unless you get brought into it and you engage and you get kind of roped into it. And the way we want to do that is through a, a really strong, bold, four word, five word headline that your, your eyes are going to scan, you're going to read it. And then ideally, because again, we're doing all custom work, the section that you're getting roped into is custom designed for the copy. That's the sequence of events. You never have design happen until copy is on point and going in that direction. Otherwise, you got to scrap the whole thing. Oh, you got to work. Right. They have to work in conjunction. That point right there is so strong because 99% of web design agencies do it the opposite way. They'll do the design yeah. first and then they'll try to shove in the copy afterwards. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't fit all in this section. Can we, what can we do? That's a great distinction, Chris. And what they're really doing is they're slapping a template on you and they're trying to fit you into the mold of that template. And what we do is we didn't come in this work doing work for attorneys. We did this work to build out mainly to build out personal brands and to express high-level influencers, high-level people that do make massive impact and have massive reach, wanted to make sure that their message and that we can bring them alive on the page. And what we've been able to do is translate that into what will work for a firm, but the principles and the fundamentals are very much universal in this. So uh, that's, that, that technique is really important to speak in headlines. And now here's another thing is, is, that is really important is the, the relationship of the narrative of your messaging. There's a book called Story Brand by Donald Miller 
We're not affiliated with their work. We're not certified as writers for them, but we philosophically are very aligned with what they teach. It's a great book worth reading, Story Brand. And the relationship that they teach is that you are not the hero of your messaging. You are the guide. The visitor is the hero. So it's super important to take yourself out of the equation and not make it about you and to make it about them, everything about them. So a lot of things, like even when we tee up an intake form, which usually look like these really lame lead, like lead areas, you got to realize that your, your audience is even more sophisticated than they've ever been because they've been bombarded by this stuff. And like just simply asking like, what's your story as opposed to like making this like really, you know, raw and dry intake form that looks like you're becoming a lead, getting spit into a machine and you're going to be a number on the other line. Like that's the stuff you got to avoid. So we got to personalize this stuff. Like those little, little shifts can make a difference because we're we're getting to the root of understanding who's who's here and what they want. Yeah, you know, I was I was thinking of I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so I was thinking <laughs> Yoda. That you're more the Yoda, and they're the Luke Skywalker. It's not like you're not the Luke Skywalker on the website. And I see That's that right. in, incorrectly a lot of times, and yeah. even from the copy's perspective, it'll say we and I and I and I and, and less of that you. you'll exactly a hundred percent. That's a really important distinction. Chris, we definitely look at and judge copy based on the, the eyes versus the use. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's fantastic. And so looking at this like cohesive thing, right, you've got your homepage, right? Which is where the majority of the traffic typically go on a website, right? You know, how do you, does the copywriting process, that whole story, does it tie into all the pages in the menu and the top menu? Like how does, how does the cohesion work in terms of tying it all together? It's a great question. So with, with a firm, well, because we do all custom work, we never approach something with like, Hey, we've got it all figured out in advance. Uh, we're always open to, in, you know, injecting something unique or custom, but with firms, we've realized that, Hey, there's this kind of a tried and true, what we want, what, what's expected. There's convention to some, to some sort that if you break it, you know, beware because you're dancing on a slippery slope. It's a lot of the usual suspects, you know, people want to see the stories of success and, and what people are talking about, about you uh, as a huge part of it. Social proof is a needle mover. No doubt your wins, your verdicts, your cases, of course, uh, your practice areas are, you know, the bread and butter in terms of from an SEO perspective and from a, you know, even a lead gen perspective. So dialing in those, but you know, from a navigation, I think it's pretty, they're pretty consistently the same across the board with what we do. That's one of the few areas that it doesn't seem like it gets crazy facelift, but it's, I think it's mainly because we don't, when it comes to that kind of convention, user experience convention, we don't want to riff there. So that part I think is, is fairly intact. I think it's mostly like what happens from the above the fold that what that experience is visually and, and aesthetically. And then, and then obviously what the messaging is driving and then just stacking that narrative to fit all of the extraction work we did to identify who, who that firm really is, what they're about, what they're really driving, what their objectives are. Just turns out most firms all have the same, the same obvious objective, which is more intake and better conversions. It's kind of surprising for us at doing the work that we do when we come into a, a new vertical or a newer vertical like attorneys and firms and to see like, oh man, this is actually the space, the way agency have been treating this space, building these sites is like, there's just no... It's a stale, out of date, not very like there's just there's not been a lot of attention to to me factors that really matter that move that needle. Um, so us coming in has been like, whoa, this is no where's the competition at in this 
in this arena. <laughs> it's it's definitely unique. You know, I would say, I would say that, you know, a few of the 810 pound gorillas that have been around forever, your fine laws, your just is, they just, it's this template. If you look at, you can go to any site without even looking in the footer. You're like, Oh, that's a just site. That's a fine law site. They all blend together. Right. You're like, it's, how are they different? And so that's why I love what you guys do. I, you know, I look at the portfolio and I'm like, Oh, the, the, the heroes are, are different. The hero copy the just the, the overall design. And, um, it, it's very impressive. You know, one question from the agency side, my side, and this is a little bit self-serving and I kind of wanted to get sure. your uh, feedback on this is, you know, one of the issues with design is like the photography, right? So yeah. it can be a bottleneck attorneys don't have the photography or, yep. you know, so how, how do you guys approach that? Do you not start until they have photography? Do you, do you go out and send a photographer to them? Like, how does that work? Photography is so huge because well, we have very little to work with in terms of visual visuals to express you that will make as big of an impact as your photography, people seeing and connecting with your eyes. I mean, it's those, those basics are super important and getting a first class photography for a first class brand is bar none, super important. So what we do is we do almost anything it takes to help get to that point. But with our, our process, we have a very in-depth photo, photography guide that outlines every type of shot there is and every type of shot we'd want the compositions of those shots, examples, and even text describing those shots. And then what we do is we, we don't, we don't wait on our process, but what we do is early on, we get on and we, we put all the things creatively together. And then we support in terms of like art, we know the brand aesthetic, the look, the feel, the direction that we're going, the tone of the brand, even the color composition, all of this. So what we do is we bring our, our brand director on the phone with either your preferred photographer, or we will help you source one and get you one. Uh, and we communicate with them directly to get that work. And we're in, uh, we're in proximity and in close collaboration with them as needed. And that between the guide and the call and the, and the setup with the photographer, the process seems to be working very smooth for us in terms of back and forth and how we get to that result. So we've kind of figured out a little bit of a, you know, it's somewhere in the middle. Sometimes everyone's, everybody comes at it a little bit differently. Some people have their own in, you know, in-house photography. And then, you know, we just give a no bullshit assessment we really can't work with these and, but this is what we can work with. We don't want your site uh, hindered by one photo shoot. Yeah. So one of the, one of the common themes that we see in the legal space is there's only so many versions of lady justice or scale <laughs> that you can, you can work with our audience, primarily personal injury attorneys, you know, who's the perfect fit for your guys's service. Like, you know, who would be a great fit to work with you guys? Yeah, great question. So uh, disclaimer, we're not cheap. We are high end boutique agency. Uh, and we price accordingly. We also don't take on everybody just due to capacity, alignment, fit. We do really care about who you are, what impact you're looking to make in the world. So if all these things check out as being aligned with us, the best fit would be someone who's really who understands the value of one really great case referral, understanding that, hey, the impact of how I show myself online. And look, I'm already advertising, I'm already investing so much in getting myself out there and growing our firm. To me, it's like, if you don't also connect the dots between where that traffic goes and how important it is to make that first impression the most impactful one. For you, if you see those and those dots are easy to connect for you, you value high-end branding. That's who we serve. Uh, but I, look, I'll tell you, Chris, we come across people that just don't value high-end design and branding. There's lots of people out there that just don't see, like don't connect the dots there. And if that's you, that's okay. Some people see it and get it and others just aren't on that same 
approach. I would, I would say most of the the personal injury attorneys that are really investing in advertising, you know, have those billboard campaigns, TV campaigns, yes, are probably more of the, the individuals that understand it. But yeah it, yeah, it is an investment. I think it's the outlet where individuals convert because even if you're doing TV, TV, radio, billboards, SEO, whatever it is, or well, that's a bad example. The traditional media, right. they all go to Google afterwards. It's that's very right. rare that you know, in some cases, that vanity phone number, or that repeater phone number, the 222 may stick out. Right. All, but a lot of times they're going to go to Google and they're going to go to the website. Yeah, we don't pick up the phone and do that 800 number nearly as much as we, we used to. Everyone's got, they're, they're picking up their phone, but they're going to your website. That's right. Absolutely. Mike, thanks so much for coming on the show. Do you, do you have any final parting advice for our audience? Thank you, Chris, so much for having us. I, I would just tell you, if you aren't working with uh, rankings.io, you are, it's about time. Even in our short time of being uh, close together and working with your team, you guys are first class all the way. And I've worked with a lot of teams in SEO across other in niches and industries. You guys are the best I've ever seen. That's the only thing I'd say is uh, if you aren't working with rankings, I would strongly consider uh, jumping off the fence. Well, on that note, let's book Mike again. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. I think it's safe to say Mike really knows what he's talking about when it comes to maximizing the impact for your website. By developing brands and implementing amazing copywriting, Influx goes above and beyond to ensure that their clients stand out from the crowd and make a personal connection with potential customers. It's like Mike said, people need to know that you've got their back. I'd like to thank Mike Budney from Influx for sharing his story with us. And I hope you gained some valuable insights from the conversation. You've been listening to the Personal Injury Marketing Mastermind. I'm Chris Stryer. If you like this episode, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from our listeners. I'll catch you on next week's PIM with another incredible guest and all the strategies you need to master personal injury marketing.